following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Okay, it's been a while since I've done this, so, uh, let's see here. Ah, here it is. Uh, welcome to the Tsunami Faithful Podcast, episode 105, Unscripted. Um... Ah, ah, I'm so much for the script. The Toonami Faithful Podcast starts now. Hello and welcome to the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me today is... Paul Skrill, the founder of ToonamiFaithful.com. And... Hey, Samurai Derail Maddox. And... Back from injured reserve with designation to return, Jim Nelson, your esteemed announcer. Yay, Jim's back! Aren't you more Woo! like a designated hitter? What? Aren't you more like a designated hitter? No, um, I don't know. Uh, what do you <laughs> si- what position do you see me playing, Darrell? I don't know. You saw me as, what, a wingback? Yeah, as a wingback, dude. <laughs> Before we like, All right, destroy I... this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we got a really big show for you this week, because we are doing not one, but two show talk packs. Okay. That's all we're going to do. This is all we can handle. That's all we can handle. That's what hey, she said. Guys, <laughs> hey, thank you to you guys out there giving us the Toonami Talkbacks, because quite frankly, this is a pretty slow week. Yes. Yeah, not not much in the way of news, but we shall carry on. Yes, we shall. <laughs> Someday. Show must go on, guys. But I think it's time, Sketch. Yes, it is time for our Space Dandy Recap. Space Dandy, episode 15, There's Music in the Darkness, Baby. The screenplay for this was by Keiko Nobumoto. The animation directors were Yuriko Chiba and Eiji Nakata. Storyboard was Masashi Ikeda. Unit direction, Seimei Kidokoro. And the guest character designers are Shouyu Tajima, Takuhito Kusanagi, and Kiyotaka Oshiyama. The art design was by Hideyasu Narita. On the Funimation side, script adaptation was by Bonnie Clinkenbeard, and the ADR director was Joel McDonald. We have a few guest voices in this episode. Lydia McKay was the Capybarian, Robert McCollum as the Guitarian, <laughs> Lindsay Seidel, Alex Moore, and Todd Abercorn were all extras. And the one, the only, Bryce Pappenbrook as the one, the only, ukulele man. Yeah, it's the year of Bryce. It's not the Tsunami Trouble, as I like to call it, where he's got Space Dandy, Attack on Titan, and Blue Exorcist. The seemingly forgotten Blue Exorcist recently. I was going to say, we could also call him the Joker. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Please don't hurt me, Mr. Joker. I want to smile on your face. Oh, yeah, that, that is a good allegation <laughs> yeah, there. Well, the basic rundown of this episode is Space Dandy, Meow, and QT are hanging out at Boobies. And QT and Meow are talking about what a sketchy guy Space Dandy is. And they enter him into a contest. What was the name of that contest? The biggest misunderstanding in the galaxy or something like that? Yeah, something the most like most misunderstanding that. person. 
For some no, reason, no, there's something to do with food. Something to do with food. Well, well yeah, that was that, what that they was won. The prize, was food. <coughs> that was the prize, but they're just saying that Dandy never understands anything, so he'd be perfect for that kind of contest. Or he misunderstands everything. Yeah. Kind of like Paul. <laughs> Anyways. Speaking of misunderstanding, that's exactly what Space Dandy does, and he goes off in a huff, and he's chilling out on his spaceship. And the creepy mail delivery guy shows up and gives him a letter, which is from a rare alien asking him to come to their party. Now, Dandy, being Dandy, already assumes that this is a beautiful woman and he must go find her. Well, he eventually gets to the planet and realizes that is not the case. The ukulele man who was born alone. That's a sad story. He's just looking for the greatest smile in the universe. And it just so happens that he feels Space Dandy has that smile. Now, unbeknownst to Space Dandy, Meow and QT, who came looking for him because, amazingly, he won the contest. Great timing, Dandy. <laughs> they ran into Ukulele Man, and he already tried to take their smiles, but found them to be inadequate. But Dandy arrives... And thinking that there'd be a beautiful girl, he's more than a little disappointed. And Ukulele Man tries to explain to Dandy that it was he who asked for him and not somebody else. But Dandy's not really feeling it. He's not into a party with just two dudes. So he pops <laughs> off again, where he finds the collection that our smile aficionado Ukulele Man has collected over the years. And lo and behold... He finds Meow and QT. Well, this naturally freaks him out. So Dandy grabs Meow and QT and books it back to the Aloha Oi. And Ukulele Man follows in pursuit. When Dandy arrived on this planet, he actually passed through a certain time paradox stream that allows you to pull things out of the past. Kind of like the Nexus from Star Trek Generations. I said that on Saturday night, dude. I swear. <laughs> well, I you were right. Exactly. I was like, oh, shit, the Nexus. Dandy thinks if he throws Meow and QT into there, then they'll be okay and they won't be frozen anymore. Well, Dandy logic, it actually works out, I guess. But Ukulele Man's not giving up yet. He chases after them. And since Dandy refuses to smile for him, he's decided that he'll pull a previous Dandy out of the stream. Dandy doesn't take kindly to this, so he gives him a falcon punch to the face and sets him on fire and then tells Ukulele Man as Ukulele Man burns to death, you have a beautiful smile. It's a great smile, baby. Way to go out like a boss. Fucking yeah. flamer. Yeah. Well, right, and Dandy remembers that tune he was trying to think of earlier in the episode. Yes, now he has a ukulele. But you forgot you forgot a, a part here, Sketch. When he was in the, I would say, the Garden of Smiles, <laughs> so to speak, um, he starts acting like the Joker. <laughs> yeah. He actually uses a line that the Joker uses. I believe it was, "Put a smile on my, put a smile on your face" or something like that. I don't recall. Now I see the exact, funny part. But it, I'm always <laughs> smiling. Yes. <laughs> I was oh, looking back at that episode earlier, and it does kind of look like he wasn't smiling before, but I think when Dandy punched him, his face got rearranged a bit. Yes, it <laughs> did. He was smiling. So. 
he got what he wanted in the end. However, bittersweet. And yeah. Bryce Pappenbrook made an impact. <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah. He got to. We got to hear him as Creepy Bryce. Normally, we hear Angry Bryce, but this was Creepy Bryce. Putting the creepy. Not to mention, I thought head. about all these names and shit. It sounded like a lot of fucking goddamn Pokemon. Ukulele <laughs> man, Guitarian, Cavabarian. Fuck. <laughs> gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. Yeah, he was catching them all. Yeah. <laughs> catching everything like a shortstop. And Meow and QT were attacked by toupee creatures. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know, right? I was like genetically mutated fucking space alien Pokemon. And yet again, their transporter doesn't work at all. <laughs> well, that's part of the charm, right? <laughs> I love, I love <laughs> that. supposed when, to work. Oh, I see. You don't understand. Well, I guess that's just part of your charm. <laughs> oh, God. Ukulele Man really understands Dandy. They are truly kindred spirits. It's too bad Dandy wasn't into it. No. <laughs> oh. Dandy will never be into a dude. He especially wasn't into it when he realized that Ukulele Man was going to enter his body and put on his smile. <laughs> Unless you're in jail, that would... <laughs> no, <bye. laughs> All right, time off. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> no. Corner oh. drill, corner. <laughs> Andy doesn't want... <laughs> yeah, Ukulele Man was going to pull some strings. Oh, God. <laughs> Dandy oh, disagrees. God. Dandy, don't oh. drop the soap. <laughs> oh, God. Here, I got a shovel. Need any help digging that hole, Darrell? <laughs> Dude, at this point, you're going to need a dang on backhoe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. So what did everybody think of this episode? Trippy. This is another one of the trippy uh uh, Space Dandy episodes. Not that that's a bad thing. It's just that uh, uh, I know that the trippy episodes certainly are not going to be for everyone, especially those of us who tend to nudge away from the illicit drugs and stuff like that. So, <laughs> so. Uh, but either way, um, it was actually kind of nice to hear uh, Bryce on uh, on uh, Space Dandy. Uh, I'd like. I wonder if he's mastered. Um, Patrick cites his cloning technique, and maybe we'll hear him more in uh, in more of Funimation stuff. Hmm. Well, it seems like Funimation's not afraid to pull from LA when they want to. So. Oh no. Uh, the thing is, it's really kind of tough because tough to pin down. Like, do they actually bring them in, or do they have them use their own studios or something like that? Because, uh, as Bryce said um, in the interviews with us at Mobocon, he has his own home studio. So. Right. So, you know, with the with him and his technical know-how, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if they just outsourced this stuff to him and have Bryce do it. Probably. I, I would see that, and I would see... It's the same That's thing with, like, um, Kyle Hebert. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it doesn't seem like they're... That they're... You know, when it comes to, like, Attack on Titan, Space Dandy, they're... It looks like they're willing to be like, hey, LA people, come with us. Come. Yeah. Well, come. the thing is, a lot of those people are Funimation alumni anyway, so... Right. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, but then you have cameos from Matthew Mercer and mm-hmm. Bryce Paffenbrook. Yeah, they, they probably recorded while they were there for Attack on Titan. For all we know, they were probably there to uh, dub the second season properly. And, um, well, properly as in, like, yes, we're dubbing it. We're not, like, you know, doing all this stuff. But, yeah, they probably had them there to dub it. And uh, they were like, you know what? 
we have some stuff for Space Dandy. You guys want to stick around? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Could have been that too. So, yeah, I'm I'm possible. guessing that's the likely scenario. <laughs> I also wouldn't be surprised if during season one of Space Dandy, Bryce saw it and was like, I gotta be on the show. <laughs> I gotta kick the shit out of Satan. <laughs> <laughs> That was, that was good. Fun. I like that. That was a good reference. I like that was my that was my Bryce impression. You like that was a good impression. I, I, yeah, I, I, that I actually did sound pretty pretty Bryce like. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm. Uh, I don't know. I've become negative in my radio uh, drama. Maybe I'll become uh, Nega Bryce. Nega Bryce. <laughs> you know, I I don't know if you guys noticed, but didn't boobies look a little bit more like boobies? <laughs> uh, uh, did you observe that? Did you observe that yeah. this time? Because I, I was like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I know what you're talking about, Paul. I totally more so agree. Than usual? Yes, more so than usual. <laughs> hey, let me just check the script here. Um, Paul, I totally agree with you. This is... <laughs> Next page. <laughs> Boobies certainly looks... <laughs> Fuck. I that one goes Jim. out to the whoever asked me if we were scripted. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> this week I actually did put a whole lot of things on the agenda, however. Yes. There is no way that you can script the things that I say. Why would you ever say that, Sketch? Next page. I do not know. I don't want to hear any page turning. <laughs> I knew if I said it, you'd do it. Um... Uh, I mean, this episode wasn't wasn't anything special, but like, I did. It, it's always awesome to see Space Dandy uh, surfing. So, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, you know what I like is surf. that um, Jose said it on uh, on Twitter before. It's just a bunch of animators having fun, and well, you it's it's fun to pick out all the little things that they uh, that they do every single episode. Um, like you know how like is the next episode going to top the other in terms of like you know upping the ante or you know how, how are they going to change the animation style or what kind of uh, ridiculous new aliens are we going to see fun stuff like that that's that's what keeps me coming back to space well, well if you've seen the preview for the next episode we're going to talk about trippy real quick yeah yeah episodes like that is the reason why you do not do drugs and drink <laughs> at the same time so well, let's don't be drinking next week uh, let's be. Let's put it this way. There's a lot of episodes that I feel like would be better fit on Adult Swim, uh, Adult Swim comedy almost, just because of how the uh, how they are. Right. Yeah. It's like, hey, put this on Sunday night. You know. That's what gives it a good crossover. It's kind of well, a shame wait. that it's not top of the block anymore, but yeah, tack on tack. Yeah, it's, it's okay. Anyway, do we have Toonami talkbacks? Sketch. Oh, we have a lot. Of them. I hear we got a lot of them. Yeah, <laughs> we, we sure do. <laughs> All right, here's a, here's a long one. Wait for it. Waiting. Turn I'll the page already. <laughs> <laughs> it's on page two, by the way. <laughs> what number is, wait a minute. Um, what comes out the two? Oh, God. Five. In base, <laughs> in base 10, I'm fine. Hasegawa Project says, 
Only on Space Dandy can we have references to Majora's Mask, Godzilla, and Space Battleship Yamato in the single episode. Also, was it a subtle double reference with Mothra and the butterfly effect? Since it was relating to the River of Time. Uh, I don't know. You might be looking a little too deep into that. but uh, You've gone too deep! <laughs> That's what You're reading into it. it. <laughs> don't read into it. <laughs> Next Some one. people can't read on his podcast. Tsunami Fane writes in, The Space Dandy episode was as good as expected. Funny and very dandy. Indeed. Indeed. Michael L. Indeed. writes in, I thought it was awesome to hear Bryce Pappenbrook in Space Dandy. He really turned on the creepy in this episode. Yes, he mm-hmm. did. <laughs> Joker. My anime waifu says, Hey, everybody, surf's up! Really? That's all you can come up with, man? Yeah. Corey, if you don't do better, I'm going to stop reading them. (laughs) (laughs) You've been warned. Frank Fullmetal says, Bryce's character was interesting. I enjoyed Dandy lifting again. Days from Eureka 7 started playing in my head. Smiley face. Second time I've been uh, wanting to put Eureka 7 music into Dandy. Okay, I'm probably going to mess up saying this. Caboose Jr. says, wacky, waving, inflatable, arm-flailing tube man. That wasn't too bad. Caboose. Yeah, that was good. fired. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to kill you today, Caboose. I promise. (laughs) Epic fail. (laughs) Arthur Mesa says, Bryce Pappenbrook has invaded Dandy. You're of Bryce. Thanks for telling us the obvious. (laughs) Which, by the way, you didn't get on him about being uh, hung over the next day. <laughs> you, Darrell. I'm ashamed. No, I talked to him about it. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I did mention he pussed out when he saw the rum, kid. Why am I not surprised you? I him? hold my liquor right here <laughs> in my hand. Dude that's, dude, that's the reason why I don't piss that much when I drink. I'm trying to oh, keep it all in. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. um, <laughs> TMI, dude. TMI. Oh, oh my God. Whatever. Just the right amount of information. I didn't need to hear about your urination habits. (laughs) Hey, don't break the seal, bro. Don't cross the streams either. (laughs) God, I missed you, Jim. Just don't pee outside at a park. I'm in good form tonight, man. (laughs) Let's not let Darrell anywhere near a park, okay? (laughs) Please. A snow-covered park. Oh! (laughs) Moving on! Allison T. writes, Ukulele Man was a psychotic Kermit the Frog voiced by Aaron Yeager, the Titan Fighter. Someone said I wrote that letter the Ukulele Man wrote to Dandy. Would you believe that? No, that's I wouldn't. That's none of my business. That's <laughs> none of my business. <laughs> but that's none of my business. Exactly, with the Kermit picture. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Can you tell me how to get, the t- get to town? Sheriff, spark the way you came. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be that way. I just want to smile. Oh, God. Wait, you're a voice actor? Don't talk about doodle like that. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to keep using this reference for the rest of the For all eternity. He has a magic editing wand. Yes, he does. Why do you got to be so emo like Jose? No, sketch is nowhere near to be emo. (laughs) I have no idea what you were talking about, sir. 
Hell, Paul don't know what he's talking about half of the time. Oh, Darrell, there's a corner over there that I'm going to put a dunce cap on you. Watch a sub, then you talk. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it for our Space Dandy recap this week. It's time to get into the news. And hear Jim's sexy voice. From Facebook, Twitter, and the official Toonami Tumblr, this is Toonami News, powered by ToonamiFaithful.com. On Saturday night's popular Toonami block, Space Dandy at 12.30 ranked number one in its time period among adults 18 to 34 and all targeted men. Naruto Shippuden at 1am also ranked number one in its time period among men 18 to 24 and 18 to 34, while One Piece ranked number one in its time period among adults 18 to 24 and men 18 to 24 and 18 to 34. Overall, all Toonami new premiere episodes grew target audiences by double and triple digits among adults and men 18 to 24 and 18 to 34. Ooh. That is right in Adult Swim's wheelhouse. Now, remember how I've said in the past about how it's not always about hard numbers? This is Exhibit A for that. Please, sketch, get into the ratings. The 18-49 ratings for July 5th, 2014 were as follows. Space Dandy, 411,000. Space Dandy, 376,000. The new Space Dandy, 432,000. Naruto Shippuden, 418,000. One Piece, 314,000. Blue Exorcist, 296,000. Black Lagoon, 277,000. Beware the Batman, Upswing, 315,000. Naruto, Classic, also Upswing, 352,000. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, 346,000. Samurai Jack, 349,000. Star Wars The Clone Wars, 342,000, and Symbionic Titan, 235,000. Once again, that was with the adults, 18 to 49. The total viewer ratings for that night are Space Dandy, 756,000, Space Dandy, 737,000, New Space Dandy, 802,000, Naruto Shippuden, 798,000, one Piece, 647,000. Blue Exorcist, 629,000. Black Lagoon, 590,000. Beware the Batman, 619,000. Naruto, 704,000. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, 613,000. Samurai Jack, 595,000. Star Wars The Clone Wars, 607,000. And Symbionic Titan, 431,000. And I'm looking a little ahead to... The comparison and holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Uh, yeah. If you think so it's, um... if you thought this week was or last week was bad, you should have seen a year ago. <laughs> so we're bringing back the comparison <laughs> for that. Uh, the way it was listed on the site has both of the Metalocalypse episodes that were in the 11:30 slot separated because they were 15 minutes. Averaged and rounded up, that was 682,000 for Metalocalypse. They did a special Metalocalypse marathon on that weekend for reasons, probably because it was 4th of July weekend. That 
was followed by Bleach, 774,000, Naruto, 815,000, One Piece, 683,000, Soul Eater, 611,000, IGPX, 572,000, Eureka 7, 548,000, Thundercats, 531,000, Symbionic Titan, 458,000, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, 505,000, Cowboy Bebop, 464,000 Inuyasha 524,000 Inuyasha 499,000 once again those were totals yeah mm-hmm. so it was 4th of July weekend children forget about the numbers we still made gains yes we did and Dude, there were shows love... that were number one mm-hmm. but most importantly gains in the target demographic mm-hmm. exactly so anybody thinking that Space Dandy's in trouble because of that weekend, you're ridiculous. Just let's wait and see how it does this next week and the weeks following. Correct. I'm Correct. expecting pretty good numbers. Well, since we're off the uh, holiday weekend, um, you know, far be it for me to uh, ask the guys at Tsunami, but uh, maybe they just didn't have a movie lined up. You'd think that since uh, Tsunami traditionally puts uh, movies in for... Uh, uh, holidays and stuff like that. Maybe yeah. they just didn't have anything lined up. Might then again, they didn't last idea. year either. So, hmm. well, again, it depends on their budget because you know, yeah, you know, we don't know. Like it, from what we've been hearing, I mean, from from the sounds of it, it seems like their budget fluctuates. So, yeah. Oh, it always does. So, yeah, and they have spent a lot of money lately. Yes, they have. So, mm-hmm. actually, did you guys notice? Um, in the packaging this week that there wasn't a lot of Sarah. No, there wasn't like hmm. I, I, she was obviously in the intro, but then like vanished. Maybe Dana was away. No, I think they, they might be trying to tone down a little bit. <laughs> well, you, yeah, you never know. You never know. Personally, I hope that they're saving their money for, a couple good series to come in after Blue Exorcist and Black Lagoon, so. Hmm. Who knows? Well, let's not read too much into it. Yeah, I know. Let's not get into that right now. <laughs> we'll be here forever. Onward to the trending. Trending. The U.S. trends. Titan. Airmen from Attack on Titan. Hashtag Blue Exorcist. Hashtag Black Lagoon. Hashtag Naruto. Hashtag FMA Brotherhood. And Samurai Jack. Worldwide trends, Samurai Jack. Why is it Samurai Jack always worldwide and nothing else? Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys noticed that? Like, because samurais are worldwide, you dumb fuck. Well, don't get me right. don't get me wrong. I love I love the fact that Samurai Jack is trending worldwide because maybe somebody will be like, "Gee, maybe we should do another season." But you know, we still, it just, it's just weird. Yes. <laughs> the mobile app trends is where we did best. Toonami and hashtag Toonami during Attack on Titan, Bleach, and Naruto Shippuden. Hashtag Attack on Titan, hashtag Bleach, hashtag Space Dandy, hashtag Naruto Shippuden, hashtag One Piece, hashtag Blue Exorcist, and hashtag Black Lagoon. We also had a Tumblr trend of Attack on Titan. Yes, that happened on Sunday. Well, yeah, Sunday during the day, actually. And there was also a... 2,350% 2,350% increase in popularity for hashtag Attack on Titan at 8.57 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. 
and also a 1,223% increase in popularity for hashtag Space Dandy at 9.53 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's okay. quite an increase. Yes, it is. Yeah, <laughs> I would say so. Well, we didn't get a goodie this week because they were busy. Technical, yeah. difficulties. Technical difficulties is what they said. Yeah. But they did give um, us new bumpers. Right, and there is a list of music, of what music was used during the new bumpers, if you want us to read those at all. We never have before, really. Well, it's up then to you. We don't have to do it now. <laughs> if you want to read it, go ahead. <coughs> Paul can't read? Yeah, this motherfucker need hooked on phonics. Just so uh, you know, know what? what? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you baby. Quit. Paul, quit looking at my script, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> But it's so sensual. <laughs> hey, you, hey, you don't want to look at my script. It's already X-rated anyway. <laughs> and that's a podcast setting. Um, mm. uh, well, if you guys want to know what the music is from uh, this week's bumpers, which they were all new, um, it's on tsunami.tumblr.com. They have the whole list there. Um, and by the way, I've been getting a lot of, I've been seeing a lot on Twitter that the the new intro for. Um, Bleach has a custom intro. I want to say Shippuden has a has a custom intro, right? Mm-hmm. I've heard both of them. People liked what they saw this week from those two. So, yeah. I just thought I would mention that real quick. Like those old school style tsunami intros. Yep. So. All right. What's next, kitties? Well, that's it for the news, but I think we need to get into the Attack on Titan recap right now. Attack on Titan, Episode 10, Response, The Struggle for Trost, Part 6. Who wants to talk about this episode of Attack on Titan? Because I've talked enough. Well, I can't. Uh, well, I can't talk about it because I was late getting home. I had a show to do. Oh, I'm gonna smack you. Hey, I had a show, man. <laughs> no excuse. Two of them. <sighs> I guess I could talk. About it. I just watched it literally before we came onto the podcast here. Uh, basically, in this episode, um, we come back in where um, Aaron has turned into the crypt keeper. <laughs> that's the best way to say it yeah um half of titan i would say more than the crypt keeper um basically to protect him uh his sister and armin um he uh he awakes from being inside the titan and you know leaves the titan and the titan begins to disintegrate as it did before um and uh, basically, he says to them, well, we got to get the hell out of here <laughs> before the, the smoke clears and they try to kill us again. They blow us away. Um, so basically, Aaron says that he has two plans. Either A, he's going to go off by himself and uh, take care of all these titans and get to the cellar that all of a sudden has become the key now, <laughs> so to speak. Um and then, or what he's going to do is he's going, or what his first plan is, is to have Armin convince the uh, 
I would have to say the militia that is about to kill him, uh, that basically they, they mean no harm. They're there to protect, you know, everyone. And that basically Aaron's new ability is an asset to the military rather than a, um, liability, liability. Yeah. So, um, basically Armin goes out and tries to explain that, tries to explain this basically. And then the commander's just not having it because he's a pussy and he just wants to kill them. Because so, he's an idiot who can't make decisions under pressure. Exactly. Yeah, kids is a bitch. So when he's, he's about to, like, execute them again, when, and I can't think of the commander's name. Pixis. Dot Pixis. Pixis, don't ask. Uh, okay. Dot Pixis, I see what they did there. <laughs> <laughs> Pixie Six? Darrell, you're not supposed to be texting during the podcast. Anyways. Um, <laughs> I would find being eaten by a titan if it was a sexy woman titan. I <laughs> uh, get the... Uh, up, up his medication. She's a man-eater. Oh, God. <laughs> so, so basically, he stops the other commander from doing anything, and I, I'm guessing he pulls rank, because... Yeah, Pixis pulls rank, dumbass. So... Um, basically, he says to Aaron that, well, can you, can you really do what you said? Basically, stop these titans. Can you use your titan form? Right. And he's like, well, I really, I'm not sure, you know, I don't even know, just like you, I, I don't know any, what this is all about. And Armin came up with the idea of having Aaron in titan form take this huge rock that's on the other side and throw it into the entrance so no more Titans can get in. Well, you know, basically Aaron is is kind of unsure about, you know, if he can actually do this. And basically the commander looks looks at him and then looks over into over the other side of the wall. And Aaron looks over and he sees how beautiful it is and, you know, how you know, how much would be destroyed basically if he doesn't save it and he basically agrees and says i'm basically going to do this i'm going to throw this rock into there and stop all these titans so and that's where the end that's where the episode ends slow moving episode but at the same time it's also uh you get a hint of uh character development with uh Aaron, stuff like that coming to grips with his uh titan power and right. even though he doesn't fully understand how he makes it work it's like, so how do I do this? You know? Right. And, you know, Armin, Armin brought up a good point when he was trying to convince uh, the commander that he wasn't a threat, basically saying, look, pretty much all the soldiers saw that he killed, he was defending us and killed, like, all these Titans. And not only was that, did he do that, but the Titans took him as an enemy and tried to eat him as well. So the Titan, in other words, the Titan went Borg on him. They were like, oh, wait, he's a threat. Kill him. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, why? So why would we kill him when we can use him as an asset rather than a liability here? Because this isn't a liability. He can control this Titan. So No, I don't care. I want to kill something. The one thing that's going to be interesting to watch, though, is it seems that. And at least it was from forming into this Titan. Um forming titan um <laughs> there we go with that reference again um only you basically like it, it seemed like he was kind of lethargic 
So it's going to be interesting to see if by him forming, like not forming Titan, here, <laughs> becoming a Titan um, takes like, is there something like he can, can he only do it a couple times? Can he always do it? You know, we'll find out. it's going to be interesting to see it because he might, you know, that could be something that could eventually kill him if he doesn't take care of himself because it looks like it could take a toll on his health a little bit, you know? Like I said, you'll find out. As a guy who's seen the series before, who watched it when it was streaming on Crunchyroll, um, you'll ha- we'll have to wait, as usual. But we are getting to the end of the first uh, half of Attack on Titan. Yes, we are. Two, uh, what are we, two episodes away? Three episodes. This was episode three. 10, so we got three more episodes, and then I'm assuming that they've already dubbed this other part, so we'll probably get into that as well. Hopefully. Hopefully oh. there's no delay. Hopefully there's... Uh, well, um... Right Stuff listed the uh, Attack on Titan uh, Season 2 today, the second part, uh, and it comes out on September 25th. So it's, um, so it's up to Funimation, um, you know, how in advance. Or, you so know, maybe, maybe they – because when Jose was on, we had assumed that it was going to come out before we got to Season 2 or Part 2 of Season 1. Yeah. Um, so – no, this is a part. This is part two of the. Yeah, this is just part two of Attack on Titan. Right. You can't so call maybe, it season one because there is no season two. Well, there's no season two yet, but there's a lot of talks about season two. So. Yeah. Just like um, and there's this series obviously hasn't been on Toonami, but um, Psychopass has a season two. Yeah, that that's still pretty new, and I think that's uh, right. coming out. That's being uh, uh, it's airing right now in Japan, not right. dubbed. Right. So it's about so. a year. Let's figure about a year away from being dubbed over here. So. Actually, it's yeah. the uh, recut of the original series that's airing now, and in the fall, they're going to play season two. Ah, uh, okay. There we go. And I've been watching so. Psychopaths. I only got three episodes left, and it's amazing. It's an Urobuchi series. You wouldn't expect anything less, would you? No, I would not. <laughs> See. So anyway, by, by the way, be... that by the way, that review's coming soon. Don't worry about that. Yep. Slow motherfucker. Um, I'm trying to think. So I mean, uh, th- basically, I mean, that was it that I thought about it. But um, it's interesting to see now. It's interesting to see that all of a sudden now the seller has become like this big topic now. Because we were joking about this uh, like two episodes ago, <laughs> where we were saying like, hmm, I wonder if there's booze in that closet, in that uh, closet, in that um, basement. That cellar. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Finest Porto. booze and oh, the Porto. finest booze in all of Zinganshina. <laughs> Damn right. Female Titans. I'm gonna get it. <laughs> female Titans. No, uh, who ever heard of a female Titan? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I see we got a lot of talkbacks for this one too. Yes, we do. Um, do you guys have anything to say or? Uh, no. I mean, uh, once again, I'm in an. I have an you inability can... to uh, talk about it because anything I say would veer upon a spoiler territory. So I have to keep uh, respectfully yeah, keep silent. <laughs> I have to stay respectfully silent for those that are learning, yes. which this is Top fun out. for me as well. I could talk about it. The best part of this episode was Armin and his speech yeah. and his dedication. Finally get to see Armin step up. Dedication to that, the cause. That little fucking daffodil. <laughs> well, not to say he hasn't stepped up before, but at this, the FNG, at this point he's stepping up at gunpoint. It, it does seem <laughs> like, it, speaking of that, it, it does seem like as we progress, Armin seems to be becoming more and more confident. And the mm. more and more confident he becomes, the better 
of a strat of a strategist and tactician. Yeah, I, I didn't want to say that. I didn't want to say that. Yeah. Strategist, strategy. Strategic. Oh, okay, well, you know, after you get through, I'll, I'll spit a few rhymes on this, you know. Oh, God. Of, uh, fuck you, whore. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's really going to be interesting to see how he uh, does stuff. But I'd like to, um, I was kind of surprised that um, the scouts weren't in this one. The, um, the, oh, the scout corps we met? Yeah. Uh, yep, They're the scouting coming. corps we uh, met. I mean, we do uh, see them coming episode. up, I hope. But, mm-hmm. like, I was kind of surprised they didn't, like, show their head at all. Or Jessica Calvello, please. Yes. I love that woman. Yeah, but um, looking at, let's see, what this is, episode 10, um, you know, the Battle of Charles Part 6. <laughs> now, you know, most of the people been getting Armin such a hard time saying that he's a worthless soldier. Now, honestly, yeah, physically, he sucks. He's a fairy. <laughs> he really is a fairy. No, please tell us how you really feel. I just told you how I feel He's about a him. He's a fucking <laughs> <laughs> But you got to look at it. The guy is a brain, and he's an excellent strategist and tactician. Once he calms his ass down, he actually does make sound decisions that actually save lives. So people need to quit tripping about it. I'm not going to go deep into it because the thing is, you have brains and brawn. Aaron being the brawn. Armin being the brains, and when you work that in tandem together, they're actually gonna be great because as this, I say probably as uh, anime progresses, if it gets another season past what we're seeing now, which it will. Like I said to a lot of people, Armin has the potential to become a division commander because he sees beyond the battlefield and he basically calculates everything, risk everything. And he goes off theories and, you know, a little bit of luck, a little bit of, hey, a little bit of fucked up shit. Sometimes you have to have <laughs> a little bit of ingenuity being a soldier, especially if you're a commander, because if you are someone in command, you have to be an artist in some type of right, because he who wields life and death in his hands must be able to do this. Was so Otherwise, you're considered a murderer. Was so a soldier is a soldier. But words are so beautiful. <laughs> whatever, whore. <laughs> I like to throw your ass in a fucking firefight right now. So fucking bad. Don't care. Armin is Tommy testosterone testicles. He sucks. But, hey, you know, I say probably as a tag on time progresses as far as the manga goes, at some point Armin gonna really drop a set of hardcore balls. But you got his muscle on the hand, which is Aaron and Mikasa, so... Basically, they're making up for what he lacks as a soldier in the physical department. But they need him also because out of all three of them, Armin is the most mentally stable. <laughs> Seriously, out of everything. Between the three of them. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, between the three of them, you can actually look at it as a hive mind. But hey, it works together. So Armin is not useless. He's just learning his potential. Eventually, he's going to be badass, though. Probably better than Armin. I mean, Aaron at some point, but hey, who knows? We shall see. Uh, and that's all Aaron I got to say about Armin. Power. <laughs> hey, you, hey, that is Armin's strength. <laughs> he's using, he's pimping his friend. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, baby. I'm going to call me Pimp Daddy Armin. I'm about to pimp you out, Rogue Titan. 
<laughs> oh, imagine, imagine, imagine if Aaron all of a sudden just starts being like a Power Ranger. It's Titan time. <laughs> Bad time. reference. Oh well. That didn't work. <laughs> okay, can we move along? Yeah. We get to, we got some tsunami talkbacks for this one too. A we lot of them. We sure do. I see what they say. It. <laughs> do you want me to take this one, Sketch? Yo, Jim, go ahead. All right, thank you very much. So, uh, Amy J. Kuhn says, Attack on Titan was just full of suspense and action that I didn't see coming. Can't wait to see more. Neither can we. The Bodyguard 31, excuse me, The Bodyguard 31, the spotlight shined on Armin and he didn't disappoint. He's weak, but his ability to come up with a strategy is always useful. There you go. Speaking to what you just said there, Darrell. Thank you. Exactly. You... He just validated what you just said. <laughs> exactly. Frank Full Metal. Hey, Frank. Armin's speech is one of my favorite parts of the show. It shows how smart and courageous he is in the face of adversity. Yet again, validation Ooh, for Darrell. <laughs> <laughs> validation for Darrell and another uh, endorsement for Armin. See, Armin doesn't suck, so suck it. Anyway, um, Blatch. Attack on Titan used logic. It's super effective. People are finally starting to realize the benefits of the Rogue Titan. Goddamn Pimpin' and Rogue Titan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Tarzana. Hey, Jennifer. The intensity of Attack on Titan draws me in. Every episode I watch, I'm left stunned and full of questions. I need more. Also, Captain Foreman is a douche. She probably meant Captain Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, some people prefer Admiral Nelson or Sailor Jerry. <laughs> Oh, Lord. We're going to have to start calling you Admiral Nelson. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Mr. A.D. Raven. I'm curious about the dub's chosen phrasing for Attack on Titan with Eren being willing to fill the hole or not. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Willing to fill a hole. Oh, my. (laughs) Armin's so cute, he makes purple flowers appear. And that was from Allison T. Hello again, Allison. That fucking daffodil. Yay, more women. Anyways. (laughs) Colt Burr. Hi, Colt. Didn't expect Attack on Titan to turn into My Little Pony. The magic of friendship does amazing things. Lol. And don't <laughs> even go there. <laughs> you're going to talk about the Data Monkey tonight. Uh, you're, yeah, uh, I think Darrell is setting up your human resources <laughs> meeting right about now. Oh, yeah, buddy. If you he hasn't already. I still talk about this one right here. <laughs> friendship does amazing things. <laughs> Yeah. It certainly does. <laughs> I'm going to take it that you was just hot at night. <laughs> VL371 says, if Pixis had gotten there sooner, we could he could have met Kawaii Titan. Let me read that again. VL371 says, if Pixis had gotten there sooner, he could have met Kawaii Titan. I feel dirty having said Kawaii, me being 26, but anyway... Um, <laughs> that does make you feel kind of dirty, man. Yeah, exactly. I, it kind of brings me back to the Hall of Batgirl music video, and every time oh, I hear that, I just freaking cringe. Oh, anybody else seen Weird Al's I'm Tacky music video? No, yes, I, I haven't. <laughs> <It's> so funny. <laughs> and finally tonight, Phantom Star says, I think DBZ Kai was in the basement this whole time. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you ever fucking say that again. <laughs> You know, Who knows what's in that basement? Who knows what's in that basement? I think a lot of us, I'd say about 90% of us fans out there are probably banking that it's some kind of uh, 
wonderful stash of booze and nudie magazines. <laughs> yes, exactly. Dude, I'm hoping that it is porn and friggin' booze. Cause you can't I'm telling you, it has all the answers. All the answers well, that's are down there. Why do I get the feeling where he's going to open the door and Darrell's going to be sitting there smiling? <laughs> Welcome to the booze cellar, bitches. So it's Jose's basement. <laughs> oh, oh. Yet again. <laughs> Somehow I always get stuck at home. Yeah, we're going to be playing lamps again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, where did this episode go? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's it's just, uh, you know, the complete compilation of AD&D, and you just stay under there for the rest of your lives, just playing AD&D, because there are so many scenarios, (laughs) so many characters to roll, especially if you rolled up a wizard. So No, I'm a paladin. (laughs) It's a paladin. (laughs) It's a big-ass tank. Uh, highest level exorcist. You needed a great holy man. People say I don't watch Blue Exorcist. <laughs> I was just thinking about the tank, though. Yeah. Those things are awesome. So that's it for the Toonami Talkbacks this week. Remember, guys, we're always reading these, and I'm very encouraged by the amount we got this week. Please, please, please give us more. Hashtag Toonami Talkback with Space Dandy and Attack on Titan. And uh, with that, I'll turn it back over to Sketch because we've rendered him silent long enough. You've been a good boy, Sketch. Come on out of the corner. Turn this grip. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Let me take the gag off of you. Ha, 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 boys. <laughs> We're not quite done with our Attack on Titan discussion here because a couple of weeks ago we got a very insightful email and I thought I'd read it on the show. Oh. Please do, sir. Do tell. Yes, this is in, uh, this is a feedback with uh, episode 102. I was just listening to your Attack on Titan recap in episode 102. I know I'm a little behind, and I had a few nice things to say in regards to it. Before that, just let me say that I waited to watch Attack on Titan until it was on Toonami in dub premieres, so I do not know anything past the current episode. Thus, whatever I have to say is pure speculation and not spoiler material. Alright, firstly, the city of Trost, where these past episodes have been taking place, is in a walled-off node attached to the second wall, I believe. Each of the three walls has four nodes arranged equidistant around it and Trost is one of them. In one of the earlier episodes, they mentioned that these were used to facilitate military deployment and also to draw Titans to them, which would be presumably make the wall easier to patrol. To me, they sort of seem like airlocks, as in the Titans may have breached the wall surrounding Trost, but have not yet gotten past the second wall proper. On a side note, it appeared that the HQ slash armory our heroes fought to retake was something more of a regional base of operations than the Grand Central Headquarters. In regards Hmm. to how humans constructed this immense walled-off territory slash country during a Titan onslaught, I have an idea. It is that the Titan menace originated at some place in the world far away from our current setting, which is somewhere in Western Europe, question mark, and then slowly but surely spread. They aren't particularly speedy, nor do their efforts seem coordinated, at least for normal titans. So if Mm -hmm. word got out that humanity was being threatened in far corners of the world by the titans, such as in Japan, where Mikasa's mother was ultimately from, then there could be enough lead time to construct some version of an outer wall, at least. When that was completed, there could be more time to add the successive two walls as well as reinforce the existing one to the dimensions we saw in the outset of the series. I have a disclaimer to this, 
and that is I do not know the exact dimensions of the walls nor the scope. I am sure that information is somewhere available on the internet or in some Japanese art book, but I really don't want to look it up, as I probably <laughs> would find spoilers of some sort. So who knows? My hypothesis might not ultimately stand up to a kick from a colossal titan, but <laughs> I figured I would share. As far as how far in between Attack on Titan is giving out exposition, I'm somewhat divided. While I definitely want to know everything I can about the world in this show, from its geography to its timeline to Titan biology, I do like being left in the dark and slowly teased along through a series like this. Much like matters of romantical entanglement, I think foreplay is important in a narrative such as Attack on Titan. It's what made movies like Jaws, Alien, or Predator great. You were kept on the hook by the few glimpses and a lot of imagination, and then you finally get a great reveal, unlike Contact, ugh. I have faith that Attack on Titan will eventually dole out those narrative nuggets at those points when it becomes more meaningful and much more satisfying to do so. Anyways, thank you for your time, and I look forward to con your continuing success. Keep up the great work on behalf of the Blocks and us fans. Take oh, care, yay. Ben Erickson. Well, thank you, Ben. Oh, thank you, thank you Ben. Well, that was, a, that was incredibly well thought out. Yeah, that is well thought out, man. Seriously, yeah. because I, I got to well, talk to an Made me want to talk to the Army Corps engineers now about that yeah. <laughs> that wall theory. Exactly. Well, well, first of all, I think all the all the uh, specs for the wall and everything are behind the booze and the porn and, and the cellar. Yeah, I think that's uh, a good point that it may have been something that started a long ways away from their current location, and they had enough time to build a wall. Mm-hmm. You know, well, it would make sense. It definitely would make sense. But there again, it would be nice to know if that's actually what happened or it's, you know, it's a thing from God or something. Well, to be honest with you, man, before I even read the manga, even watched the – well, before I read the manga, watching the anime, I came up with so many damn theories to the point that when I actually did read the manga, I was kind of fucking right about a lot of shit. I was like, <laughs> God damn. Why the hell did I have such a highly developed brain about this shit? <laughs> so the, in other words, the reveal is not as high-minded as we thought it would be. Uh, some of the stuff, man, it just really didn't take me by surprise. I was like, damn. So this is what really what what I was thinking actually turned out to be true. Hmm. So well, regardless, um, we're not gonna spoil yeah, anything. Spoil else anything because... for nobody. No, we do. We spoil nothing for nobody because, like I said, even though Darrell and I have seen it already, and Sketch has too, and Sketch, uh, the fact that three out of the four of us have seen it already, we want you guys to learn, uh, and Paul, by extension, we want you to learn along with them and stuff like that, which is why we've been in which, coy about a lot of things. Which, by the way, thank you, Ben, for being another person that watches shows first on Toonami and not yes. before it comes out. Thank yeah. you. It proves my point. That tsunami matters a lot. Exactly. It's okay. I still watched it anyway, but I watched it again and again and again. <laughs> exactly. And now you can watch it ad infinitum because uh, you probably have the DVD Blu-ray from Funimation. And he has booze. Yep. Hey. That helps. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Vodka, rum, Cavassier. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, I don't drink cheap. I know you don't. <laughs> That's half the reason why you're drunk on this podcast sometimes. Fuck you. 
I have hard days at work, man. Sketch will verify these things now. He experienced the hell that I went through. <laughs> well, not even close, but I will say that if anything I've experienced <laughs> was actually easier than what you did, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Sketch. At least you know some of my pain. It's good to share your pain so. with others. <laughs> <laughs> so where does that leave us at this point well that's the end of our attack on titan recap it is so <laughs> i was thinking since it is but four weeks away do you want to speculate what comes next when blue exorcist ends oh wow it's been that uh quick already wow that's seems like blue exorcist title. just got here so <laughs> we good we want to do this yeah sure yep. do it. all right We are weeks away from the end of Blue Exorcist. It is time to begin speculating what comes next. What comes next for Toonami? It's going to be another Anaplex show because Anaplex shows have been successful. And you know what? Uh, Anaplex, in our talks with EJ Rivera, he um, he's excited. You know, he, him being a uh, OG Toonami fan like the rest of us. Um, he likes the idea of having shows on Tsunami. Anaplex of America in general likes having shows on Tsunami because it increases, as EJ would say, awareness of all of their products and stuff like that. So, um, everybody wants Kill a Kill. That's the long and the short of it. Everybody wants Kill a Kill. Certainly highly on. requested. Right. Like, That's, yeah. uh, that, the problem with that, though, is... It's still fairly new, though. Yeah, and that's... Yeah. Newness uh, isn't was... the problem, I think. I think it's the uniform, to be honest with you, but... Yeah. Oh, that's sweet, sweet. Never mind. Shut up, Darrell. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a lot of fan service in that show. A lot oh, yeah. of yeah, language you can do a Language you can do... You can deal with here in the U.S. Anything that involves the human body... Uh, no, because apparently nudity has never existed. So... You come out of your mother's womb naked. According exactly. to Netflix's no, you didn't. website, they hey. actually have um, they actually have Roni Kenshin. Yeah, yeah, well, they I actually. Mm, that's come, that's kind of an uh, interesting situation, but I do believe Anaplex was the one that put the old dub of Roni Kenshin on Crunchyroll, so mm -hmm. there is a possibility that they might be able to get that on TV. It is no. entirely possible. But I don't... Uh, there's there are a lot of um, uh, there's a lot of stuff that Anaplex could do, but there's also a lot of stuff that may not work. Like for example, um, there's a lot of stuff that they have that just has not been dubbed yet for uh, one reason or another. Uh, one of my favorites, two of my picks actually, two two of my picks are. Uh, 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 uh. I was thinking more Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> Anyways, no, uh, expect the picks. Spanish Inquisition, Jim. 
Exactly. It's the Inquisition. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Fuck you, Paul. No, it's actually Monty Python. Um, let's see. There's, uh, of course, there's um, Gurren Lagan, which that would make nothing but sense. But uh, also, I am very big on Magi because I think uh, Magi would be a good addition to the uh, Toonami cast. And also, it would be a good way to show Magi in HD because currently Magi is not available in HD from Anaplex on home video. So, oh, tragedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's think, yeah, it is a travesty at this point. I actually think Bakano would actually be a real good title too, though. Yeah, I, um, I've seen Bakano and it's really good. It is. Um, They'd have to go through Funimation for that one. Right. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, um, it's Durara, really kind of tricky. With however, Bakano is. It's really kind of tricky with Bakano, but regardless. Yeah. yeah. But it still, it would still make a good one to be on there though. Oh, yeah, I was I was thinking Durawara, actually. I was thinking that would probably be... That that could make its return to Adult Swim. Maybe. I'd totally forgotten about Durawara, actually. Um, How as can you for forget me, about a show starring Bryce Pavenbrook? <laughs> it was oh, when Bryce a, was a rookie. <laughs> doesn't matter. It counts. And they had a headless it, chick that had big boobs. Yes. And then there was... Uh, there's one that I am always, always, always going to be clamoring for on Tsunami... Uh, and that one would be Madoka, <clears throat> Madoka Magica. Damn right. Because, it's... you know, I've been screaming for that pretty much since the, uh, since the show, um, came out on DVD ever since I first saw it. I'm like, this show I think would be good for Toonami, but at the same time it focuses on little girls. So, you know, probably not. television being what it is. Yeah. And it, and you just gotta uh, most get through people... those first couple of episodes, and then you'll see exactly why it belongs on Adult Swim. <laughs> get past the first, like we say, get past the first three. Yep. That's all you have to do. So, yep, that's first all it is. First impressions are important. And you know yes, what, my and you know what, uh, my rule is always sit through uh, at least one quarter of the series. Uh, that is three episodes. That is enough to get you hooked on Monica Magica, guaranteed. Too bad Samurai, Samurai Flamenco couldn't give me <laughs> Yeah, I know. Samurai Flamenco would have been good if they had dubbed it. But um, I just couldn't get into it, period. What about, they might dub it someday. What Maybe. about, um, uh, there's also Fate Zero? Yes, well, the problem with Fate Zero is that it is really slow, especially in the first half. Yeah. And that's kind so, yeah. of... The episode yeah, length so. could cause some uh, time cuts, too. Uh, exactly. Because uh, the first episode is a one-hour premiere, so which they could do one week, but then the episodes that follow are still a little too long for them not to lose something. Yeah, it's almost like it was, uh, you know, OVA status, you know, uh, which close. actually kind of makes sense given the quality of the animation and stuff like. That. Oh yeah, the animation's stunning in that show. Oh yeah, it's a new faux table series. The only other if one. You- if you've seen um, Garden of Sinners at all, Sketch, um, you know yeah, what they're capable of. Oh, Garden of Sinners. You know what? I just thought about it, man. Have, have any of you seen Read or Die? Oh, you know what? I was looking at this. Yeah, but um, it's only the OVAs. I think the uh, TV, uh, ROD, the TV, is uh, out in the wild still. I don't know if anybody has it. Uh, no, I, I think they it. do Oops. have the TV series, too. Yeah, it's the. Oh, I see. Uh, I'm looking at the uh, complete Blu-ray box from ROD. Yes, it's uh, it's the OVAs and the 26 uh, episodes on TV. So. So that's yeah. That's a third. That's a out, out, left field possibility. 
Yeah, well, I mean, it. well, the problem is it's old, and uh, another thing is that yeah. um, I don't know how, I'm, having never seen it, I don't know how much of an action series it really is. Yeah, it, so, has, I mean, ac- it has action in it, but, you know, I, you know, even though it probably would work for Toonami, I really don't think it's a good fit, but it's still yeah. a possibility, though, just yeah. because of the number of episodes. Mm-hmm. It's 26 episodes. If you wanted to, you could show the OVAs, and... Um, um, I know a lot of people don't want to hear me say this episode, this uh, series, but uh, Valvrave the Liberator, which people were people were absolutely thank goodness it's not getting out. dubbed. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, people were freaking out uh, late last year and early this year about the possibility of Valvrave being on Tsunami, but now that I've heard that, uh, wouldn't be the worst thing you, Sketch, ever. Because... But... <laughs> but it's not getting dubbed, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, so I yeah I heard people were freaking out. I've never seen Valvrave, so. Oh, it's an excellent series. I only saw half of the. I only saw. Are half you saying of the that sarcastically, Darrell? Oh no, dude! I was actually being sincere about it because I love Mick. Ah, uh, yeah, love of Mick isn't quite enough for me to like that. Anyway, <laughs> hey, get off my case, sketch, or else I will cut you. I will cut you like I'm somebody that owns a knife and a sword. Why can't we just have differing opinions without violence? <laughs> Because violence is all I know, man. <laughs> anyway, um, let that one go. Yeah, there are oh. options. Yeah, fact I know what remains, you're into. Fact remains that there are there are options from Anaplex and stuff like that. Um, now, if now if something would happen, uh, I'm guessing that a lot of people want something happen to happen with Sentai. Well, we still don't know anything, so. Nope. You know, I I just want Sentai to know. That if you please put one of your shows on Toonami, trust me, you will get an influx of basically people throwing more money at you <laughs> because you actually mm-hmm. can get a lot of gems. They get a lot of gems. I'm dead serious. They really do. The problem is that I've looked a lot at a lot of their stuff and I look at it and I think, is this really gonna fit the? Uh, is this really gonna fit? I mean, of course, the one that everybody thinks of is High School of the Dead, but. Um, <clears throat> Dude, there are shows that are way better than the High School of the Dead that Sentai has, but oh yeah, it's one it's one that could go in there. Like one of them, one turtle I'm watching right now is um the regular Magic High School, and that is so oh that's uh, oh Mahoka? No, that's not Sentai. That's uh, Anaplex. Yeah, that's Anaplex. What else? Yeah, Mahoka. Yeah, Mahoka is on uh, Anaplex, and actually, judging by how well it's doing, I actually am now kind of expecting a dub of Mahoka. Dude, I'm hoping for that. But that's, gonna be for, get, that's not going to be for a while yet. I'm getting Sentai and Anaplex stuff mixed up tonight, man. Somebody must be throwing some interference or did it. What's it, the booze? You know, <laughs> I see you know what? I, you Probably know what? Darrell, I thought that it was, um, I thought that Mahoka was a, um, was a Sentai show too. So you're I, not alone. Thank you. I mean, because like between Anaplex and Sentai, you get all these <laughs> gems that are just so freaking great. Mm hmm. But uh, yeah, the fact remains that I think we've listed off a lot of what uh, Anaplex has that's ready like immediately. So, yeah, they've got quite a few titles that are, uh, or at least a few titles that are immediately available that are good for picking. I would say the safest bet is Maji. Mahoka as uh, Madoka Magica. No, I, I said um, Maji. Maji. Yeah, it's actually pronounced Maki. So. Are you sure? I am. I will check the Kana. It is Magi. 
Okay. I thought it was Magi too, but no, it's Magi. <clears throat> so, yeah, it's it, it's a Japanese pronunciation. I don't want too deeply into it. But I think this is really good shonen, so that mm-hmm. I imagine they would have their eyes on it. Uh, beyond Blue Exorcist and maybe oh. Gurren Lagann, it's the most sensible this, choice. Riddle me this sketch. Is Blast of Tempest being dubbed? I thought I heard it was. I haven't heard that. I don't know if Blast of Tempest is being dubbed. Um, I have not so kept any, up with it. Yeah, but regardless, um, I think this is something we can throw out there to a Tsunami Talkback, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I think Why don't there's you guys uh, yeah. hit us back and tell us what Anaplex show you'd like to see on Tsunami. We'll exactly. even take a couple of Sentai shows too, people. <laughs> yeah, what Anaplex or Sentai? Terrell doesn't know the difference, so go ahead. Yeah, I guess the better I guess a better way to phrase this question is, and this is for your this is your Tsunami talkback for the week. In addition to the Space Dandy and Attack on Titan episode recaps, what uh, what Anaplex show do you think should air next on Tsunami? Now the qualifier is that um, we understand if you you know think something's getting dubbed and it isn't, but make sure. But um, we ask that you make sure that a show is being dubbed or has it dubbed, has a dub right now. And uh, of course, and also I gotta throw this caveat in there since all of you are gonna say kill a kill, that isn't kill a kill. Just supposing that for some reason Tsunami can't do it, the Anaplex show you want to see next on Tsunami that isn't kill a kill. All right, huh? that'll do it. Okay. We're, yeah, we're giving them lots of talk back this week, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you hey, got a lot of talk guys. back, baby. We want you guys to talk back to us in that good way. <laughs> bear not, in not mind, condescending. it's always a possibility <laughs> that they will actually announce what the next show is before people can Probably. respond. This then we'll true. be able to talk yeah. about it. Then we'll be able to talk about it. But isn't it fun to guess? It is fun. Yes, it is. Oh, all right i guess it's time for some housekeeping yes it is time for some i'll get your scullery made ass on and do that now <clears throat> let me get my sexy voice <laughs> Anyway, Turn the script. Uh, yep. Okay. Um, next page. So if you <laughs> next page. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if you want to email us, you can email us at podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. Uh, give us your feedback. Give us your tsunami talk back. Uh, let us know how we're doing. Uh, just email us whenever you want and let us know uh, what you guys think. It's podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. Uh, please rate, review the podcast on iTunes, Podomatic, and Stitcher. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Podcast and on Tumblr at tsunamifaithfulofficial.tumblr.com. And if you want to listen to any of our past episodes, you can visit us at podcast.tsunamifaithful.com and listen to all of our old episodes, including interviews that we've done with Steve Bloom, Jason DeMarco 50 times. Um. <laughs> Andrew Lee Morris, who we had uh, very recently. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alexis Tipton as well, who was on Space Dandy, so you might want to go take a listen to that. It was a very Hashtag, good interview. And Joe Hashtag McDonald. Yes. 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 Joe McDonald. So uh, awesome. be sure to go back and listen to those if you haven't. Uh, podcast.tunamifaithful.com. That's about it, I guess. That's about it. Time to sign off. Yes.
So I guess it's me first. Yeah, I'm a little rusty. <laughs> yes, you are. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's okay, Jim. It was still good. Yeah. For That's me, what she said. <laughs> <laughs> of course. You can find me at zero alucard27 on Twitter. And uh, you can also send me an email at jimnelson at tsunamifaithful.com. Uh, I might have some Oticon plans coming up soon. Uh, I've bought my flight. I just need to uh, get that elusive press pass. So, uh, yeah, if there's anything you guys have uh, for me, any questions, regardless of that, uh, send me that. Also, you can find me on ask.fm at softbank47. Usually I'll canvas for questions on my Twitter account, too. Durrell. Uh, you can find me at ukami underscore samurai seven at twitter.com. If you want to email me, you can do that at Durrell Maddox at tonightfaithful.com. I also have a Tumblr that's um, ukami samurai seven dot tumblr.com, and that's pretty much it. Sweet. Sketch. Okay, you can find me at sketch1984 on Twitter. You can also tumble with me sketch1984.tumblr.com I promise I will check for messages now because it was a long long time since somebody messaged me and I just realized somebody messaged me a long like maybe a month ago and also ask me silly questions at ask.fm sketch1984 Paul where can we find you you like the garbage can oh fuck you (laughs) Paul's a raccoon <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Paul Piscrillo. My last name is spelled P-E-S-C-R-I-L-O. Piscrillo. Oh, you can find me on Tumblr, uh, paulpiscrillo.tumblr.com. And I also have an ask.fm. It's ask.fm slash paulpiscrillo if you guys want to ask me questions. Um, or give me opinions or you know, tell us that the podcast is inspires you from day to day. So Stop asking about know. Jose. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> if you want to ask Jose questions, ask Jose questions. Exactly. Exactly. So that's it for this week. Love you, Jose. Um, yeah. Maybe. Fuck you, Jose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't edit me no more, motherfucker. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Lord. Use this Durrell unleashed. Terrell, <laughs> do not blah, 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 this podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do not reflect the opinions of this podcast. Um, That's so, the thing. So thank you guys for listening to this week's Tsunami Faithful Podcast. We certainly hope you enjoyed. Thank you for tuning in from week to week, and we still have a lot of great things to come. But that's it for this week. Peace. We're out. Deuces! Thundercats 531,000, Symbionic Titan 485,000, 
Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, 505,000. You did it again with Symbionic. 458,000. <laughs> oh, nice! Well, I'm reading a lot of numbers here. <laughs> Are you drunk, Sketch? No, I wish I was. Oh, <laughs> I wish I was, too. <clears throat> you always wish you were drunk. Fuck you. <laughs> Thundercats, please, sketch. Thundercats, five hundred and thirty-one thousand. Symbionic Titan, yes, four hundred. Damn it, Paul! <laughs> okay, right. and, uh, uh, we gotta think of a name for this episode. Episode title. <sighs> I kind of feel like since we mentioned the script thing so much. <laughs> yes. <weird>. Unscripted. <laughs> Unscripted. There we go. Unscripted in talkbacks. <laughs> Unscripted. <laughs> Yep, so uh, that's episode 105, right? Yeah. By the way, you have, to th- you have to throw in where you're, like, flipping pages. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, let me see if I can find the intro to this podcast. Okay, God damn it! <laughs> I guess the Chalami Faithful podcast starts now. Yeah, something like that. I'll, I'll figure <laughs> it out. 